Hi everyone, welcome to the January episode of Cumberland Conversations, the official podcast for the community of Cumberland City. I'm your host Philippa. And I'm Ivana. And in this series of monthly podcasts, we bring you news and discussions that impact the local Cumberland community. This month, I'm joined by my colleague, Yeshim Ibrahim. Welcome to Cumberland Conversations, Yeshim. Hello, Philippa. So happy to be part of your podcast. Yeshim, tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your role. Okay, so I started with the former Auburn City Council in 1984 as trainee, and 39 years later, I'm still here serving my community and loving it. So being a local resident adds to the willingness to provide exceptional customer service and go that extra mile for my local community. I have worked in various roles within council, but customer service is definitely what I love doing. Knowing I can help, support and assist customers, both internal and external, with a positive outcome is the best satisfaction I can get from the day. My role is diverse and differs from day to day, but that is what makes it so interesting. Managing daily operations and ultimately providing a high quality, efficient and positive experience for all. Yes, Jim. As the coordinator for customer service, can you let our listeners know what your team does to support council and the Cumberland community? Sure, Ivana. The customer service team consists of about 20 or so staff that are committed to providing frontline customer service to both internal and external customers. Face-to-face, telephone, email, online via council website and web chat, of course. Staff process applications and requests for service and also receive all payments. In the past year, we have also introduced the Justice of the Peace service, which is proving very popular. Very busy, all of them. (laughs) Um, So if people want to lodge a request with council, what are the ways they can do that? Okay, so council provides many services that can be requested by either visiting, calling or emailing council or lodging via our website or whilst on even on a web chat. We also have iPads at the Auburn and Maryland service centres where customers can lodge requests at their own convenience. Have there been any developments in customer service lately? Uh, Yes. Cumberland City Council now operates with customer service staff present at five different service centres. We aim to provide services to reach the extended demographic community and be a lot more accessible in various locations, including Barella, Wentworthville, Greystains, further to our main offices that are at Auburn and Marylands. Please note that our new JP services are also provided across these centres. Now, I want to give a special shout out to all of your team. Our listeners may know that most of council shuts down over the Christmas period, but the customer service team is one of the teams that keeps operating in case residents have any emergencies that need a quick response. So customer service are my shout out of the month as they are a team of superstars. Yes, I would have to agree. Customer service staff are people that are very happy and always willing to help. They are passionate about serving our community and always done with a smile and positivity. They are definitely superstars. Yashim, thanks for joining us. It's been great to get you on the podcast and hear more about your team. They're such an important part of how council interacts with our community. So thanks for letting everyone know more about how they work and how they can get in touch with us. Thank you so much, Philippa and Ivana, for inviting me and recognising the importance the role of customer service plays in both council and the community. Um, If there is anything Cumberland City Council can do to be of assistance, um, please do not hesitate to contact us. We are always happy to help, or if it is not a council-related matter, we will definitely strive to point you in that right direction. 
Thanks again, ladies. I'd now like to talk about our community consultations, which are available on the Cumberland Conversations website. You can find this located at haveyoursay.cumberland.nsw.gov.au. With Cumberland Conversations, you're invited to have your say on a range of council projects, plans and policies that are currently on exhibition. Your feedback will help shape council's delivery of services, facilities and programs. When you go to the Cumberland Conversations page, you'll find that there are three sections. Have your say, which are current consultations open for community feedback. Stay informed, which are projects such as park upgrades and major capital works. There's no feedback component on these projects, but it's a way to stay up to date on what's happening around the Cumberland area. And recently closed projects. You can view the status of these as they may be updated after going to council. You can also use the search bar at the top of the page to find older projects that are no longer showing on the homepage. So Ivana, what have we got on Have You Say this month? So this month we have several consultations for you to check out. Um, You can tell us your thoughts on the draft plan of management and the master plan the council has prepared to guide the future of Granville Park. Um, The submissions for that one are due on the 6th of February. Um, Council is also conducting an online community safety survey to gather information for residents about their safety concerns, including concerns about crime in the area. Um, And the survey for that one closes on the 10th of February and is available in community languages. We're also seeking feedback on a draft amendment to the plan of management to the Lakewood Estate Repairing Corridor, which would include a community garden. So submissions for that close on the 13th of February. We also encourage you to register on the Have Your Say site, That way you receive our monthly newsletter with notifications of the latest consultations and other community news. Thanks, Vanna. So these are just a few of the current consultations and projects from our site. So please check the Cumberland Conversations website to see them all and make sure you have your say. Now, finally, we're joined by our colleague Richard from the Place team. Welcome back to Cumberland Conversations, Richard. Oh, thanks, Philippa. It's great to be back. I'd love the opportunity to have a bit of a chat and it's great to be on such an innovative uh, program as this podcast that you've been running for the community. Now, I understand you're working on an exciting new project called Her Way. What can you tell us about that? Her Way is, is actually part of the Save for Cities program the state government's doing, and that's being coordinated through the Transport New South Wales. Um, overall, it's like a $30 million program it's looking at improving safety in our cities and towns for so women and girls. The way they're doing this is going about delivering improvements is through a series of local government-led pilots and 10 councils across the state have been chosen to work with them and Cumberland's been lucky to be one of those. The program is hoping to align with the United Nations uh, Safer Cities for Girls program and it's looking at increasing women and girls' safety and access to public spaces, streets and open spaces, increase women and girls' active and meaningful participation in urban development and governance and increase women and girls' mobility around the city. Um, it's going through Transport New South Wales because they've identified that you know, women, their travel patterns are different to what men, men travel. You know, they've got different sort of priorities. There's work and family. And there's also household-related trips, you know, taking kids to sport and all that sort of stuff and childcare. Um, and they tend to make a lot more shorter trips because they're going to the shops and doing all that and they're doing it at different times. And they tend to use more public transport and walk more than men. So it's really important that they feel safe. And they're also doing, it's not that just at work, you know, the morning and the nights they're doing, they're doing it all all times of the day. And so they're looking at trying to improve that and they want to positively engage with women and girls. 
Yeah, what a great initiative. Um, so what kind of activities are you and the police team planning to organise for Her Way? One of the big principles for it is actually engaging women and girls because traditionally they haven't been involved with the process of of planning, you know, they, you know, the way the things have happened over the years and like lots of the city structures have happened, you know, if it's 20, 40, 50, 60 years ago and they weren't involved in that process, so just institutionally they've been isolated from that so it hasn't been developed for them. So a big part of the program is actually engaging with, with the girls and women about how they feel safe in the city and how they engage with the city. So we want to run a whole lot of workshops to talk to people. There'll be like um, there'll be like town hall style meetings, focus groups, but also having day and night walking tours through areas and talking to them about how where they feel safe, what 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 they like about places, what they dislike about places. Plus we do a whole lot of online engagement where we can ask again about where you feel safe, what you feel safe, what you like to see and and throw in some ideas and, and see how people react to those ideas and trying to really generate some ideas out of the people. And then from there, we'll develop a program. There'll be a co-design process where we develop a program of things will be instigated and put out in the community in pilot trials. And then at the end of it, we'll evaluate those trials and then look at how we can use that in the future. The hope is that the money will go to one project probably or two projects possibly in the area that will be focused on to get a good solution. But then the, the things we learn in this process hopefully can afford future planning that the city does whenever they plan something or whenever they're looking at a new you know, plan for how we manage these areas. We can look at actually the things that come from this and that can inform what the decisions that people are making. So overall, it's, it's just like a seeding grant basically. So if people are interested in getting involved, um, when can they expect these activities to take place? We're looking at running, beginning those working tours and the, all the public engagements and town hall meetings, all that sort of stuff during the April period and into May. Um, we do just want to get it after the election and stuff like that. It's coming upcoming elections and so we can be, have clear air to actually talk about the issues rather than let anything else interfere with it. And after that process, we'll be working on turning those ideas into the reality of a pro- actual program and with that program would and, and whatever facilities and any changes that we'll be making would hopefully happen from November at the end of the year and then that would run through to the June, it was all supposed to wrap up by June 2024 so that would all happen in that time and we would run the evaluations and there will be more chance to be involved, have workshops especially if you're involved in the tours and stuff like that we'd, at the end of the process we'd run other tours and feel how people have changed and what's worked and what hasn't worked and all that sort of stuff so it's a real opportunity because you don't often get the opportunity to trial these things before they become part of the way you do things a lot of stuff people make a decision and they set it up and then at the end of it what happens you know does it work are people going to be involved with it or is it just like you know it was pretty for a picture at the beginning but you know it's just gone downhill from there so this is a real opportunity we can we have a a genuine chunk of money we can use trial a few innovative ideas there's you know take more risks get more involvement from the community and stuff like that so it's it's an exciting program to be involved with for the for the council and hopefully a lot of the Women and girls out there will step up and want to have their work, their voice heard and actually come up with some ideas and just the whole experience of working together with the community I think is exciting as well. So, And hopefully both of you girls will be involved in that process. Absolutely. I was about to say that. So, Richard, your team are going to be doing a lot of the um, initial planning and, and setting up the framework, but Ivana and I and our other colleague, Joanna, will be also involved with some of the implementation of that. So we'll uh, be on board with looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's exciting all the way around and, and hopefully we can get some positive steps here in Cumberland. 
Richard, thanks for the update on Herway. Sounds like a really exciting project and I'm sure we'll get back to you later in the year with more news. I'm going to look forward to us all being excited again. Um, I'd also like to thank Yeshim for sharing her time with us earlier and also Ivana for being part of the podcast for the first time. And I'd like to thank you, our listeners, for spending this time with us too. I hope you found it informative and enjoyable and we look forward to catching up with you again next month. You have been listening to the Cumberland Conversations podcast, the official podcast for the community of Cumberland City. You can listen to this podcast for free on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and the Cumberland City Council website.